Hello and welcome to the Native and the Transplant. I'm your native, Alex Johnson. And I'm your transplant, Jen Bryant. Jen, another week down, another episode in. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's been a good week. That's good. Can busy. You, two weeks until Christmas. I don't, Three weeks until 2022. Can you believe it? I'm not even close <laughs> to ready for Christmas. I'm not even close. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, in this episode, we have, we're going to be discussing some of the stuff that's been going on with council. Uh, we've got an, in, an independent investigative journalist. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> we've got, uh, an update on what's happening this weekend in Berthoud and then the Rocky Mountain National Park shooting. Yeah. And then we've got a wonderful guest on this episode. We've got Wendy Buckley. She is the founder and creator of Stillwater Ranch here in Loveland. So I'm excited. Yeah, looking forward to that. Perfect. Before we dive into the episode, we definitely want to thank our sponsor for this episode. It is, yet again, we love to have them as our sponsor, is Satori Tattoo. So it is coming up at the end of the year, and if you just got that itch and you want to get that new tattoo, or if you know somebody that wants a new tattoo or piercing and uh, you don't know what to get them, Get them uh, for Christmas. Get yeah. them a gift certificate. They have for those as well. So definitely go down and see Kim. Uh, see, oh man, oh man, see Chris and Kim. I don't know why I was stumbling over my words there. And uh, get that new tattoo for the holidays. Yeah, for sure. Um, they actually had that. They had their drive for the gift cards for kids to go and buy their own presents or for their parent or their sibling, and they were very successful in that, too. Pretty cool fundraiser. That's awesome. I'd love to get an update from Chris and Kim on that and see kind of just how it went. Yeah, yeah. I I talked to them the other day. They raised enough money to be able to successfully support a few different families. Oh, that's wonderful. That's that's great to hear. So, again, they are located at 116 East 4th Street in downtown Loveland. And the best way to reach out to them is actually just via Facebook Messenger. Kim's on that quite a a bit and responds very, very quickly. So, again, we thank you, Satori Tattoo, for your sponsorship of this episode. Mm -hmm. All right. Ready to dive on in? Oh, let's do it. So, we've got... Stacy Lynn, Stacy Lynn, up until Loveland City Council, I had never heard of her, didn't know anything about her, but she's an independent investigative journalist. Yeah. And the stuff that she is coming to City Council with right now, uh, with everything that's going on with Chief Tyser, uh-huh. with the prior attorney, yeah. city attorney, and she's got a laundry list of people that she's starting to, to ring out. What what are your thoughts on that? Because you still live in Loveland. I do. You know, it's been really interesting. There's always the message boards chatter and things like that. I did see that um, many people ceded their time to her um, to speak in front of the council. I haven't listened to what she had to say, but I do know that she's got a lot of incendiary information. People are giving her very, very good data. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing what she has to say. I'm thinking we need to reach out to her and see if we can have her on. I would love that. That would be a blast. <laughs> At the very least, maybe we could give a statement or a Zoom. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and especially with how contentious, uh, contentious that city, Loveland City Council is. I mean, even, uh, was it Joe Mallow that won his seat by one single vote. Yeah, but beat out Caitlin Wyrick. Yeah. Yeah, by one and vote. So this has happened now multiple times where with Andrea Sampson, when we had her on the podcast, she won her seat by three votes. Correct. And now you have Mallow who won by one vote. It's getting incredibly tight. Well, you know, I do have to say that I'm kind of frustrated with the council right now because I feel like last year we went through all of this, you know, backbiting and, and accusations and lawsuits and all of this stuff. And it looks like we're barreling towards that again. Yes. I'm tired of it. We need a city council that's going to fix problems. And I I will tell you, we've talked about everything on this podcast, the the homelessness problem, the, I should say the transient problem, the the cost of city utility bills is apparently going up again. Yeah, I think it's another 3% increase, which everybody is up in arms over because I've seen, well, yourself and then I know quite a few people who live in Loveland that all of a sudden they saw throughout 2021, they saw their utility bills go from a couple hundred dollars a month to 500, 600, 700 dollars for a month. Right. And, and I mean, doubling and tripling. And here's the thing about it. We get that report of your energy saving report. Okay. I live in a 116 year old house. My house is not going to save energy. That's the reality of it. We do our best and we run on some different kind of heats and things like that. But when you see your bill, you have less usage the previous year and it's double or triple what it is now. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And 
you know, I, I get that report and I'm having a really hard time believing it because I have people around me that live in bigger houses that I know are just as inefficient as mine. And they're saying we're using way more energy. We didn't even water our lawn for the first half of the summer and right. our water bills were out of control. I mean, this is, I, I'm not sure how much I trust the usage either. Um, actually, Max Levy with the Reporter Herald is doing a, he's gathering some information and would like people's statements on that. Um, and you can just reach out to him at the Reporter Herald, but he is doing a piece on that. And I think it will be very interesting to see what he has to say as well. Yeah, it's enough people are, are up in arms about it that it's time for the city to actually do an audit on it. I agree. And figure out what is actually going on. Well, and I know, um, you know, several years ago, we had some issues with our water um, being brown and I tested it and had found some particulates in there that I wasn't particularly happy about to be honest with you and I was told no no it's because you let the water set well the reading is still in the water and then we just got contacted because we found a lot of iron in our water um, and some lead a couple of other things iron's not so much of a big deal lead is is obviously but it makes the water taste terrible that the iron does and they said no 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 it's not in there well now they're replacing all our pipes <laughs> Somebody found something. Yeah. That's, Somebody so found it's, something. I just don't, I don't think this city has been totally forthcoming with that information. No. I, somebody needs to, uh, maybe we'll have this with our new investigative reporter and maybe Max Levy will do something. Yeah. That's fantastic. So we'll definitely reach out to Stacy, uh, Stacy Lynn and see if we can get her on the podcast, get a little bit more, uh, information as far as what's going on. I know she's planning to speak at council and she has a, a group that kind of surrounds her that are giving her their three minutes. And mm-hmm. so I think she spoke for nearly like 20 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes the other night. Um, so we'll definitely dive into that story cause it's just, it seems to be getting juicier and juicier. <laughs> well, and there may be some merit to it rather than the backbiting that, that, you know, instead of we're all just fighting amongst each other, there's actually some merit to what she's saying. Exactly. And that would bring some new light to issues. Yep. So yep. I'd like to hear what she has to say as well. All right. Well, on a lighter note, so we've been talking about Winterfest and Berthen, where it was supposed to start the, uh, the snow sculpting yeah. <laughs> was supposed to start on Monday. Um, that did not happen. That did not happen. You know, when, when it's constantly 70 degrees in December, all of a sudden they have to go and postpone that because, you know, melting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but in good news is the parade. So the parade on coming up on Saturday has not been postponed. So the snow sculpting competition has been postponed to January 10th through the 15th. Um, but the parade itself is going to be this Saturday, starting at 530 in downtown Loveland, right by Fickle Park. Downtown Berthen. Uh, downtown Berthen. Man, oh man, thanks for that correction. Uh, in downtown Berthen. So if you aren't doing anything this Saturday and you want to go have have some fun, yeah. do something that doesn't cost any money, because shoot, it seems like in this day and age, no matter what you do, it's going to cost you a hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. But hey, um, just a quick little side note. If you're going to go down to that, keep in mind that on Saturday from, uh, it's going to be from a 12 to 9 p.m. at the Berthed Brewing Company. Um, they are doing a fundraiser for the first Berthed Adaptive Park Project Foundation. You were telling me about this, this and this cool. is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. So Berthed Brewing Company um, and then um, the fire department and um, Hometown Liquors are all sponsoring this event. So if you go down to the Berthed Brewing Company, actually it's both locations. So in Loveland um, and in Berthed, um, it, any pint that you buy, any beer you buy, they're going to put a dollar towards that. And then Hometown Liquor here in Berthed is going to match that to build this, these adapt, this adaptive park for disabled kids. That's awesome. It's awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, so real quick, a little bit of information. Berthed Brewing um, is at 458th Street in Berthed and at um, 1480 Cascade Avenue in Loveland. And then if you actually, if you go buy a six-pack of beer from over at Hometown Liquor, they're also matching. Um, and they're at 425 Meadowlark in Berthed. So get down there, grab a beer and for a good cause. Sweet. And that's, uh, if you aren't familiar with Bertha, that's essentially 56 and 287 yeah. is the intersection yeah. right by Grace Place. Oh, they're super nice in there. When we went in to pick up our beers, they were having a Bertha brewing tasting. So we <laughs> grabbed a six pack to support them. That's awesome. So. Yeah. We just recently had them on for beer of the week and it had been over a year. Um, cause we had, Jesse was one of our first guests that we had on the owner of Bertha brewing. It was Jesse that was pouring beers tonight actually and telling <laughs> us all awesome. about it. He was very excited. <laughs> yeah. That, that's good guy. great. So, and then, we made Colorado made national headlines yet again with a yeah. shooting in Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. 
So, um, first and foremost, we, it's so good to hear that the park ranger is alive. He's doing well. I, I believe he's out of the hospital already. Uh, I'm not sure about his status, but yeah, he's so, doing really well. But so. he got shot three times in his, uh, in his vest yep. and, uh, survived. And then it was the, it was, he just kind of came up and thought it was an abandoned car or he was chasing somebody. I don't, I, I don't hear sure. the whole story of it. Um, but I've been diving in a little bit deeper because it happened right inside Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. So he must have been following him and drove into the park. And, uh, the, the ranger had to return fire. Yep. The suspect was injured as well. I guess there was a male and a female suspect. The male suspect returned fire and then did get hit, but, um, it sounds like he's going to make a full recovery as well. So enough time to, you know, see his day in court. Well, it's a federal offense. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of offenses, return fire and things like that, but you get inside those national parks, man. <laughs> that's, that. that's no longer state or local. That's, that's a federal charge. Right You're there. going to federal prison. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's not doesn't sound like a fun time. So, no, and with having Mister B on um, or Officer B last week, we got an awful lot of good feedback, and yeah. people appreciated that we that uh, a peace officer was willing to come onto the podcast and just talk about what is going on from the other side. Yeah, you know, from the the thin blue line side, we see everything as civilians from our side, but we rarely get to have the open, candid conversation with a police officer on, uh, officer on and seeing what they deal with on a daily basis. Um, but this is one of the first times in my recent memory that I've heard of a park ranger getting into a gunfight. And so it's just the increase that we've had all over the nation. And then it's happening now in Rocky Mountain National Park. I know. I know. It's such a pretty place too. Well, you know, there's, there's of course this heightened stress that's coming from loss of income. And now we're two years into all of this junk that's occurred economically and pandemic wise and all of that. And, and people just are not able to regulate their emotions. You put them in a high stress situation and they can't logically think through that. Yeah. It's just not possible. I, I mean, we're seeing burnout everywhere. It's, it's a mess. Well, I think that that is a perfect transition transition to our guest. I concur. <laughs> so, I concur. The crazy part? <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the Stressful. people need people need help right now, and so we're we are honored to have Wendy Buckley on. So she is the founder and the executive director of Stillwater Ranch here local in the foothills of Loveland. So welcome, Wendy. How are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, and I'm fortunate enough, I get to do a, a podcast with you monthly for yes, Stillwater Ranch. We were just here, what, a week ago? <laughs> yeah. So, and that's always a good time, but it was nice to, that, and I appreciate you accepting our invitation to come on because Stillwater Ranch is very important and it's frustrating that the name's not, it definitely the name's getting out there, but it it's is. not out there it as is. much as I believe it should be. Well, I don't know. That's a good and a bad, right? You don't want it to grow <laughs> so fast, but we are, we are, Especially the last couple of years, really taking off and yeah. people, I'm meeting people all over and they're, oh, I've heard of that. I've heard of Stillwater Ranch and people used to say that and we'd be like, mm, I don't know that you really have heard of us now. <laughs> it's true. It's really getting out there. So that's awesome. Well, yeah. before we get into the interview, the first question that we always have with everybody that's on the native and the oh, transplant no. is, are you a native want... or are you a oh. transplant? I'm a transplant. Okay. Tell but, us a little but bit. Thirty Whereabout? years. I've been here thirty years, so I, you know I'm starting to feel kind of native. Like <laughs> you have the mannerisms. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> so, whereabouts did you come from? Um, did a lot of moving when we were growing up. Not in the military. It had to do more with my dad was an entrepreneur before that was a thing. Um, and my mom was willing to pick up five kids every few years and go try the next thing and. So a lot of Long Island and uh, the Midwest, Michigan, a little bit of time in Illinois. Cool. Yeah. Went back and forth a few times. And so what brought you to Colorado? My siblings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we all ended up in California, just, you know, one after the other for a variety of reasons. And then just, we knew we were doing a short stint there and then left there. I... Went off to Pennsylvania with my newborn and my, my husband at that time and family was all in New Jersey and, um, 
in New York and so we picked Pennsylvania and then the siblings started moving here and then oh you have to come and visit no I'm not gonna, I'm gonna move if I do that I'm not coming to visit <laughs> we came to visit uh-huh. we moved nine months after moving to Pennsylvania and have been here ever since are all your siblings still here uh yeah uh, all the ones that were here there's five of us and four have followed each other a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty close with my siblings as well. Mm -hmm. And every time I've moved with my one brother and I basically move across the country with each other. So Mm -hmm. just, you know, family is important. No, this is pretty much it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I won't be leaving. No, I, this is, I love it here. I I like, I think we were talking about the ocean and I love the ocean, but once I got to the mountains, there's just something that I never knew because I never lived in the mountains and or near them and, no. I love it. All right. So talk us a little bit about Stillwater. So give us just a, a brief overview, and then I want to dive into why you started it and the, the vision behind it and kind of where you, where Stillwater has, you know, where it started from and where it's at now. Well, really, where we're going is what we should talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. But before we get to find out where we're, where Stillwater Ranch is going, we need to know a little bit more about it and where it came from. So uh, March will be our eighth birthday. So we've made it through wildfires and pandemics and growth. You know, that first few years for a nonprofit is very difficult. And so we're well past all of that, thank God. And we started uh, with equine therapy. And we right away we're being asked to do other things on in the ranch environment because it's super healing, peaceful. And as we started working more and more with just veterans, we a few years ago started hired a nonprofit consultant and tried to discover what would be good in the ranch environment that was beyond just the equine. And so we had a year of discovery of um, reaching out to other nonprofits that were working with veterans and talking to mental health people and sent out, I don't know, a couple hundred surveys to civilians and to veterans and just kind of figured out what was needed up here that was not already happening. We didn't want to duplicate anything that was already happening. And we came up with our foundational pillars at that time. So everything we do is around camaraderie, family support, training and education, and alternative therapies. So the equine (coughs) therapy went under the alternative therapies. So we get to do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, just some examples. I mean, obviously people know camaraderie is really important for veterans. And so one of our biggest things in, in that foundational pillar is cigars and s'mores. Oh, I love that. So event. yeah, such a cool event. Yeah. So that's always fun. And you know, we get the phone call every once in a while. Well, I don't smoke cigars and I don't eat s'mores. And yeah, it's okay. It's, it's just the name <laughs> of it. You can come out anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of our training education pieces is we have a, a vet who's been with us almost from the beginning and she was a dog handler in Afghanistan. And she said, you know, all these people are getting dogs. They don't have any training, don't have much of a bond. There's so much more that they could do with their dogs. And so I said, great. What, you know, what do you want to do about that? What would that look like? And so now tonight, right now it's happening. Uh, we have canine PT where vets come with their dogs, their family members come also and do more training and just strengthen that bond with them. Well, and it's incredible how Stillwater Ranch isn't just for veterans, but veterans and their families. And I've worked with quite a few different veteran organizations over the years, and that always seems to be a missing piece yeah. where, yes, the veterans have gone through hell, mm-hmm. but their families have as well. Right. And there's so many organizations that are doing phenomenal work for the veterans, <clears throat> but it seems more often than not that those families just get left behind. Right. Well, right. I think people get stuck on just helping the veteran. Sometimes they, they work with the, the veteran couple. Uh, we came to understand through, because we have therapists that do the equine therapy with us. You have to take care of the whole family or probably yeah. that veteran or that family's not going to stay together and that veteran may not make it if yeah. his family collapses. So we've had a heart for the entire family the whole time. So, um, and stuff as simple as the camaraderie. People think that just, you know, they think veterans getting together, but the veteran families need that as well. So like this summer we have, we're going to be launching a family adventure camp where they come out for the day, they get the ranch and all these different military families and um, get to just 
be out in the fresh air, sunshine, animals, and there'll be other active activities. But they said, you know, people who are coaching us on that, just make sure that you leave open space too, because we don't need to be busy every minute that we're there. We just like yeah. to be together. So, yeah. yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, sometimes those connections that the families make with each other helps them to see that they're not the only family that's right. going through that. Right. And it's, and it's not even <clears throat> that they have gone through deployments even, um, you know, military families, it's a different culture. And so they do relate to each other, the moving around all the time and um, having to become a chameleon and the kids being raised that way. Kind of like I was. I mean, I wasn't in the military, but that, you know, moving every two or three years and having to start over and sit in the lunchroom by yourself for the first couple of weeks and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's um, I, it's not a fun feeling. No. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think we moved when I was a kid probably 15, 20 times. Oh, wow. By the time I got to third grade. Well, oh, well, you were way, yeah. And that that's oh. when we finally, I mean, you know, in the same cities, but we'd move schools or we'd move sure. neighborhoods or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And, and we finally settled down in Colorado. And this is what, you know, mm-hmm. that's why I always managed to come back here. Right. You know, so. Right. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So Stillwater Ranch, I just want to read the vision and the mission of Stillwater Ranch. So the vision of Stillwater Ranch is saving lives, families, and communities one veteran at a time. The mission, we honor veterans, service members, and their families by providing resources and activities in a supportive, scenic environment to improve their quality of life. I love going out to the ranch. You know, it's it's one of those that is very peaceful, and it's just far enough outside of town that that uh, you can actually have some peace, peace and quiet. Um, being that you said that you aren't military, where, where was the, the drive to start a veteran ranch? Um, I was very innocently driving to work and listening to a talk show or um, an interview. And it was a woman in Bend, Oregon, who has a ranch doing it's equine therapy, but the same thing, the whole ranch experience for youth. And by the end of that, I said, well, bing, I'm going to do something like that someday. And so it took 10 years to get there, raising our five kids and taking care of my mom until she died and then found the property up here. Never intended northern Colorado. We were down in the Thornton area and once we came up here, I was like, wow, what took us so long to get up here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a common theme. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. And so just kind of as life kept unfolding, we went and got horses right away because I hadn't had a horse since high school. Started working with them. I volunteered at other places that did the, the riding therapy. And um, yeah, so we just... But why veterans in particular? Was it mm. just... Was there somebody in, in the background that you said, you know, I can do this and I can, I can help these people? When we first started, we were, uh, had a very broad base of people that we worked with. We were part of a nine month program for women coming out of crisis. We were working with at risk kids, veterans, first responders. Um, and we were challenged pretty quickly in the first couple of years that that's too broad. We don't really understand what you do and how you do it for each of those groups. And it was, and there were other things that were happening that just caused us to really pare down what we do. And so that, for me, when I was asked by my board at that time, which of these populations out of the four or five that we were working with, and I just, I knew veterans. And they, for me, I'm not a veteran, but I have a lot in my family. And um, they, to me, represent a patriot. They're patriots. They, they fight for this country. They, you know, I just what they do is so same with first responders, you know, what they're willing to do for me and for all of us is mind blowing to me. And so for me, I wouldn't go do that, but I can serve them. So that's, we, that's what we chose. And I'm very honored that we did. I'm glad we did. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I know when, with a couple of the different organizations that I've been a part of throughout the years, they've always asked me kind of, so I, I guess I have a walk that's similar to a veteran or similar to a military personnel. Um, but I always get asked if I, if I served or when, when did I serve? And I always have to tell them I, I never did. I was never able to. Yeah. I applied and they did not want me. <laughs> and, rejected. Uh, I, I was rejected. <laughs> and, um, so I've always just un- been under the impression that, you know, I wasn't able to serve in that manner. 
but I can definitely serve in a different way. Right. And being able to help those that we're able to go over, that we're able to fight for our country. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, and for us, we are not just about combat vets. Some organizations are, some should be. Uh, We are, if you signed on the line or you're a family member, Mm -hmm. you are welcome at the ranch. Yeah. That's great. I think it's important to note that as well mm-hmm. because there are a lot of veterans that never saw combat but that have pretty significant PTSD from occurrences while they served. Oh, training exercises, different things <clears throat> yeah. of that sort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, and it's, of- and it's, you know, not just about trauma. It's, it's about them coming out and being able to help other veterans. That's a big thing. Them just coming out and helping their families work through some stuff. A lot of times they're working through something that has nothing to do with their military service. But for us, if it's a veteran need, we want to try to – if we can't fill it, we want to you know, get them the help that they need. Well, and I think you touched on it earlier that it's it's oftentimes about the culture that the military mm-hmm. has, has around it that it may not even – like you said, it might not be a traumatic event. But the culture around that, you need people who understand what you lived through for right. however long. Right. So yeah, well, pretty profound. Yeah. All right, now the exciting part. I I want to know where is Stillwater Ranch going because I, I'm lucky enough to be involved in just for um, I guess for the open sake. I'm lucky lucky luckily enough uh, able to sit on the board for Stillwater yes, Ranch. You are, and with everything and the vision that you have come up with, I you have to share it because it's it is amazing the future of Stillwater Ranch and what what you're planning to do. And what you're helping <laughs> to plan and to bring about, yeah. Well, so especially the last two or three years, we are way overextending ourselves on the property that we have. Mm-hmm. And people always say, oh, you have 10 acres. That's a lot of property. Um, it's great. Can I bash the county? Have at it. Go right ahead. They they have not accepted our invitation to come on. So ah. if uh, they have anything to say against you, you're more than welcome to come on to the Native and the Transplant podcast. And the easiest way to get in touch with us is through our email at the native dot the transplant at gmail dot com. Take right. it away. Go for it. Well, and it's not really bashing. It's just unfortunate that you know we, we tried to get them involved with what what we trying to get it build built bigger, more programming, more buildings, more. Yeah. Because we go year round and we don't, we essentially don't have any indoor space. Okay. So we're always at the, the mercy of weather. And so two years ago, we had everything donated garage doors and, um, insulation and drywall and everything to, to finish out the barn that we have there. So at least we would have something on right. the property for people to get out of the rain or the wind and we can have education pieces in there and, um, we started down the path with the county and it was immediately clear that this was not happening. Um, just right off the bat. Well, okay. So you're going to have to pave a whole parking lot. Well, we already have, you know, people coming and going, no issues. Um, and that would be, I don't even know, 15,000 bucks or $20,000 yeah, or something. If not more than that. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to put in a bathroom or two and, um, can't, you know, tap into your, your septic now. And so you have to all new septic. So there's another, you know, 15, 20,000 minimum. Yeah. Right. And we know, we knew even then that we were going to be moving sometime in the next few years, hopefully. Um, so we weren't going to put that kind of money into this current property knowing that we're leaving. So we didn't, we don't even have the barn really to, to use. So we are, um, I've talked to one of the county commissioners in Weld and I just kind of kept getting the Weld message and um, have talked to them and they are much more interested in what we want to build, which um, it's at this point in time, it almost seems like they're actively recruiting <laughs> to get still water. Well, over we're into just Weld starting County. to get going with that. But the, the County commissioner did indicate that if we get a town behind this vision that, that we're putting together all the pieces and getting an arch- architectural rendering and, all the strategic plan together, we get a town behind us, they will bend over backward because they'll, they'll catch that vision and they want to have that in their community. We're talking about a world-class facility for yeah. veterans all over the country, right. not just here. So, And so I'm just going to put it out there. If you happen to have 200 acres, 100 acres, it's just sitting and you want to donate it to a wonderful organization. For a really great tax <laughs> uh, deduction. Yeah. Definitely yeah. get in touch yeah. with Wendy because uh, that would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so we're talking things like uh, I call it a lodge, but a multi-purpose building that, yeah. that you can have, you know, big events there and you can have trainings there. You can have just seating areas where we just came from uh, Estes Park, the YMCA, where they have that lodge and they use it all different ways. They move oh, around yeah. the furniture and um, have big meals in there. And um, so that would be really <laughs> – That'd be a game changer for us to have that because again, people are going to come out year round to get what we have to offer. So why not make it a little nicer for them? Yeah, go go, go to Colorado, get some camaraderie and some support yeah. and some yeah, and then some indoor for all the animal stuff. So probably some type of indoor arena because mm-hmm. again, we go year round. We're out in the arena and mud and snow and but if if they want to be there, we're going to be there for yeah. them. So that's always been the case. Um, and then someday the phase three, four um, cabins so that we can host vets from all over the country. And my, this is my, my main, this is what I keep at the front of my head is we've been asked to do unit reunions. So that's what we're, that's the ultimate for me is being able to do something like that. I mean, I can't tell you my, my brother and my husband were in two adjoining units when they were in the Marine Corps and I mean, I have probably 200 guys just on my Facebook alone that wow. I talk to regularly from both of those units. Mm. We just had a friend of ours move from out of town and he came and we helped him get set up with everything they needed. And mm. it's, I mean, these guys are the people that we reach out to right. left and right. right. It's it, you, when you talk about a community, it's, yeah, you it's have incredible. no idea the depth. You I mean, know? We, we have veterans who are barely making <clears throat> it and something comes up. Oh, we're going to come and help this, you know, our, our friend, our brother and. Well, I think this is a good transition point as well, because not only do the veterans come together, but Stillwater Ranch um, has been able to do and pull off some events at the drop of a hat. Um, one of the ones that immediately comes to mind is after the horrific withdrawal from Afghanistan and everything that happened yeah. with that. Yep. Within, was it 24 hours that there was an event that was planned, set up, and executed. It was two days. Yeah, I reached out to Ryan at the VFW here, and I said, we need to do something. People were reaching out to us, you know, yeah. uh, texting and, and emailing and just so angry and hurt and just didn't know, you know, where to turn. And so I said, we have to do something. And so, yeah, two days, and we just – I think I did a bunch of pulled pork or – Chili or something, got the (laughs) fire going and got the cigars out and, um, I don't, 40 people, 45 people, something like that. And, uh, yeah, they, they just needed somewhere to go where they knew other veterans were and they could just do what they needed to do, which was just be together and say what they needed to and be safe in all of that. So, yeah, that was amazing. And we did hear at the end of that, that, we saved a life that night, if if not more than one. Yeah, and uh, you know, Alex knows I'm. This isn't false humility. This is we don't save anyone, but when we can provide, you know, a place and the people, and sometimes the programming or whatever it is to help people to work through whatever they need to, they're doing the work. We just provide, you know, the environment or the activities, and uh, that person needed that that night, and he. Luckily had that. So why would submit that you facilitate that to a very high degree? Yeah. But, you know, we see vets come out for long periods of time, equine therapy or even just around the campfire or any of our other or several of those things. And they, they're the ones that have to make the decision to get up, come out, do the work because it's, um, it's a long road for a lot of these people. And I mean, we have a lot of Vietnam vets that come out and they've been in therapy for decades. Right. I and mean, it turns out they get with a horse for six months and they're like, Oh my gosh. And not that the talk therapy wasn't good. It was just after decades of it, you probably aren't making a lot of progress at that point. And yeah. And then being around other guys who are going through similar things and, you know, whether it be equine or in one of the other activities and, and just knowing they have that support and, and that safety, they feel safe there that they can say and do what they want and it's not going anywhere else. So I think what's interesting and and having been around military people, you'll, Mm -hmm. you'll know this, but I think it's interesting that you get your, your guys that have served in even different branches of the military and they all talk to each other just a certain, it's like your walk, Alex, they all talk to each other a certain way and they have this way of just, boom, I know where you were from. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes yeah. you, it, it, it's actually pretty cool to watch. I mean, I, I get that benefit from my family being 
largely military. Well, I love it because they, you know, give each other a hard time. But if anybody else does, oh boy, (laughs) suddenly they're all in the same military. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. But then also the nice part about it is the, uh, the love that they have for the ranch and the protection of you and the ranch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there have been multiple occasions that, you know, something goes a little bit haywire that you have people standing right behind you yep. like, don't try it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're done with that now. Yep. I don't have to worry. Because well, people do ask me that. They're like, well, you know, these people, some of them have PTSD and, you know, are you worried ever? Not ever, not ever in yet in eight years, not ever. So I want to ask you a couple um, questions. You, you do the equine therapy, um, and you have some of this camaraderie and stuff. What other services do you have for the mental health arena of that? So we, um, a couple of years ago, this, so like the canine PT, there's a lot of things that happen organically. Mm-hmm. So, um, because of, well, so it was last year. So, uh, with COVID, the horses weren't being handled because we weren't doing equine therapy and there weren't a lot of people around at those first few months. And, um, so I just started asking vets to come out and brush them and desensitize them and just work with, well, I quickly realized that, you know, you get three, four, five veterans in there. Well, now you have camaraderie. They're learning about horse handling. You know, they're getting equine therapy, even though they don't. So that never became a formal program or mission as we're calling it, but but there it was. It's, there is. Right. That's awesome. And, and, and so while we keep having, we haven't really given up very many programs, but we keep adding programs, but it just, they tell me all the time, just being here without you doing anything is healing and peaceful. And so I'm a little concerned about that moving to Weld County because not, not that there's anything wrong with Weld County, but being right in the foothills. I mean, of course, that just naturally gives you that beauty and, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it, they're not too worried about it. They told me that as long as you have water on the property so we can fish, we will be happy. So. Oh, yeah, because that's a big deal. Yeah. So that's, that's all. Apparently that's all I have to find. So, <laughs> so if you have property out there with a little pond. <laughs> Heck, we'll dig you a pond and stock it. There you go. Thank yeah. you. I would appreciate that. Yeah. But we also do a lot of stuff for the community. We love getting people out to the ranch. So. This year we had our first Easter egg hunt and had over 120 people come for that. Um, we do flag retirement ceremonies. So, um, that's through our Rocky Mountain Young Marines. They come out and they are amazing kids who cool will group, yeah. be our, the next generation of military. And, um, let's see. We had Harvest Fest. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Harvest Fest with the trebuchet yes. for good old pumpkin chunkin. Um, <laughs> although it didn't, <laughs> it trying, didn't quite go. Trying thought. to dial in a trebuchet was rather comical to, to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially all that was the there. entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you had, um, you know, it's been amazing with Stillwater Ranch over the last two years, there's been an awful lot of pro- nonprofits that unfortunately have closed their doors, mm-hmm. that have seen major declines, have had to yeah. cut programming, and that is not the case for Stillwater Ranch. Right. 2021, you are coming off of your record-breaking year. Right. And after- then we doubled it and this awesome. year. <laughs> and we're not just talking financially, but we are talking financially. But volunteers, people on the property. I mean, we are over a thousand people on the property this year. And so it's 10 acres is not nearly enough for all that. Having one event with 350 people, that was a little hairy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're just really good at events though. I mean, I will say that. I'm getting there, but yeah. But, but we feel limited. That's my big issue. That's been the, the, the word for me this year is limitation and, when it comes to wanting to provide every everything we can for veterans and their families, that limitation is not a word I want associated with us. So, you know, we're gonna raise that three, four, five million dollars and buy our own six. property. Six. six. He raises that number like every time we no, talk about. No, this. the first time that we ever had the conversation <laughs> is uh, one of the, one of the goals um, for 2022 and 2023 for Stillwater is to do a a full scale nationwide capital campaign to 100%. be able to bring this vision of this next ranch. And I'm disappointed. So in that you didn't go into full detail and description. So I'm going to dive into it a little bit if you're all right with that. Yes, please. 
So the vision that when, uh, when I was talking with Wendy about, okay, what is your vision? What's when you close your eyes and you see oh, the ranch, see. what do you see? And she first starts talking in depth about this massive sign with the gates that you open up the gates and you're walking into an old Western town where you've got the general store on one side, you got the saloon on the other, you're walking through and each of these places as you're going into old town Stillwater is a different area where you've got the Sarsaparilla Saloon where your mm-hmm. vets can go in and have, sit down and have a root beer together. Mm-hmm. You've got a general store where people need just little things they have it, they're available. But then also other rooms that are, and other storefronts that will offer different things. Um, Stillwater swag. Still, well, not <laughs> only yeah. the swag, but also um, different meeting places and smaller yeah. meeting places where you can come and you can have some therapy sessions. You can do something else, but in a different, it's taking you into a different world. Right. And then you see up on the hill as you are walking through this downtown area, up on the hill off to your right, you see this lodge that's, you see two giant chimneys on either side of it. So you know the moment you walk in is going to be this massive room with two big fireplaces. So that way you yeah. can just feels like home. In the distance, you see the arena. You see the indoor arena. You see a workshop because Stillwater is working with a couple of organizations that uh, teach vets how to weld or how to get their certifications that teach um, auto, auto mechanics. mechanics. Mm-hmm. You see all of that. And then at the end of Main Street... You have this veteran plaza where you have the flags, you have recognition, you have all of this stuff going on with a water feature in the background. And then you can see off in the distance with the cabins, you can see all of this stuff taking place. It's just, it gives you goosebumps. It gives Mm -hmm. you chills uh, thinking about what could be. And so that's where I bring up my next question is how can people help Stillwater Ranch and bring this vision to life? I know we're talking that if you happen to have 200 acres that you just want to donate and see, help see, be the first step in helping see this vision come alive, that's one thing. But how right. else can they, right. how else can they help? I, I mean, when it comes to that, it, it's, it's, we're not quite there yet, right? I don't, I don't, because there's so many ways people are helping us right now. So, of course, we're going to stay focused on what we do now and keep blowing it out of the seams. But um, I think it's going to be just helping to get that word out because when we start to really ramp up to doing the capital campaign, people need to know about us throughout the country. So we- do you need donations right now? Always. Always. There should never be a nonprofit that says, no, thank you. We have plenty. (laughs) Yeah, we're good. No problem. So, and what's the easiest way for somebody to donate? Uh, Probably just right on the the website. Yeah. So stillwaterranch.org. Yep. And donate button right there. Boom. And I heard a rumor that you guys just opened up your merchant uh, merch store. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? rumor? I did hear that rumor. Yes. Just in time for Christmas shopping. Absolutely. (laughs) So, and um, you're working on the website too. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you're working with a, a local forge that has created some incredible belt yes, buckles. Yes, yes. That's so, been fun. So these are all ways that you can get involved. Um, and some of it is just if you aren't a veteran but you want to be involved with this organization, definitely reach out to Wendy on stillwaterranch.org. Um, just in the comment section, be able to fill out a comment mm-hmm. or fill out a, a questionnaire, I guess it would be, and send that in so that way you can be involved in the ranch and what they're doing. Well, and so... Uh, so now I really can't answer that now I think about it. being our ambassadors. So come out to the ranch. We do tours all the time. People come out to see what we're about for a variety of reasons. You know, they want to be donors. They want to send family members. They want to volunteer, whatever it is. Come out, do the tour, meet the animals, see what we do, where we do it, and then be an ambassador. Go out and tell people about what we do because – this won't just be for Northern Colorado. We're already not just Northern Colorado. Right. We, people from Centennial come, people from Cheyenne come. Um, but yeah, be a, an ambassador for what we do, which is then you are directly helping veterans and they deserve it. They deserve all of this. So, yep. And that's awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm 
Kind of put you on the spot a little bit, but you recovered well. I like it. <laughs> I try when I'm with you. <laughs> but yes, definitely take a look at stillwaterranch.org. Definitely follow Stillwater Ranch on all social media. Uh, you even got a TikTok. You get Timmy the Goat oh, out there on TikTok. Boy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's always we're a so, good time. We're so hip. <laughs> so you're hip to the jive. I like yeah. it. <laughs> um, but definitely reach out to Stillwater Ranch. And if this is something that's kind of tugged on your heartstrings, consider giving a donation. It's, uh, the donate button on the website will set up whether you can do a one-time or even just sign up for a monthly donation. Mm-hmm. So instead of you know paying a gem membership that you don't ever use, there give the money go. to Stillwater Ranch. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty soon we're going to have, um, I'm not quite sure, probably right after the holidays, where you can adopt one of the animals. And then we'll have a couple of days throughout the year where you can come and hang out with your animal. So you made mention animals. So there's more than just horses at Stillwater Ranch? Right. So we have horses and we have a miniature donkey. That's Paco, who's yes. famous status. Timmy, right up there, he's a goat. And so we have six goats and chickens and ducks. Yeah. Fantastic. Maybe a mini cow someday. <laughs> a mini cow. Yeah. That's my little hope. On um, my way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll adopt him. All right. <laughs> a mini cow. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm just trying to envision that right now. Sorry for my pause as far as. Well, that's what's so fun, you know, and, and people more and more need to just be out and having fun and getting dirty and just letting their kids run around and scream because that's okay outside. And, you know, when you said the new ranch, it's happening already, but just being away from your normal life, stepping into a place that's just not like anything else and. So we're not waiting for that. We we try to develop that now, and, and we're told we're succeeding at that, that people can just leave their junk at the gate and come in and just have a totally different experience and kind of leave that stuff behind. Yeah, step outside that stress zone you mm-hmm. exist in. Yeah. 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 I like that. Awesome. Well, Wendy, thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Alex. And, and being on the podcast. Cause Thanks, Jen. <laughs> of course. We appreciate it. Stillwater Ranch is definitely, uh, over the years that I've, since I got introduced to it, it's yeah. be, become a, a passion project for myself oh. as well. Well, we're and, blessed to have you. We really are. <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> no, no, we are. Um, he but, is blushing. You guys can't tell. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm stumbling over my words and all of that fun stuff. So it, it is what it is. But Stillwater ranch truly is making some phenomenal headway into the lives of veterans and their families within Northern Colorado and being able to be that resource that's just a little bit different than what everybody else is offering. And so it's, I'm excited to see the vision and the future and where Stillwater Ranch can go and how many more veterans and their families that Stillwater Ranch is going to be able to help in the years to come. Yep. Uh, it's it's a good thing. It's always different every day, and we welcome any input, people coming out and helping out, and especially if you're a veteran, come help us do this thing. Do you have yeah. a, a email address that you'd like to put out there? Sure. It's wendy at stillwaterranch.org. Awesome. Again, wendy at stillwaterranch.org, and definitely go to the website at stillwaterranch.org. All right. Well, now it's time for... Beer of the Week. Good old Beer of the Week. And amazingly enough, we have a Beer of the Week that sponsors Stillwater Ranch. Yes, they do. (laughs) So we figured that we would do uh, Breckenridge Brewery. So Breckenridge Brewery, we've got uh, two different ones. We've got uh, the Juice Drop Hazy IPA um, out of Breckenridge. And they say it's soft, lush, and intensely juicy. you got to love that. So 7% (laughs) alcohol by volume. I really enjoy this one. It's definitely bright and hoppy right out, right out of the gate and, uh, but gives an awful lot of undertones. And uh, as Jen's trying this, you aren't a fan. No, uh, I do like kind of the middle flavor. I don't like the opener and I don't like the closer. The middle flavor is okay. (laughs) Not, not for me. Yep. Not for you. I, I would have nice thought things. that this would have been one that you would have been all right with as far as most of the time if it's got a, quite a bit of citrus or something along those lines, you tend to be an all right IPA person. Yeah, it, it's got a bitey hop at the end, which a lot of people like. 
just not my brand. So is it the fact that for many, many weeks there, I was saying, oh, you, you've been converted because you had like five IPAs in a row. That I liked. That you, yeah. That you really liked. You didn't just like, and then Buddy, you keep on saying that you hate IPA. This, he is feelings. a big IPA guy. I know. Yeah. No, yeah. I, you know what? Just not, this one's not my, uh, no, it's not a bad beer. I'm sure people who like IPAs love it. Just not for me. No. That, that was quite the backhanded compliment. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, juice, juice, uh, if I can talk, juice drop hazy IPA from Breckenridge Brewery. And then the one that you did enjoy, talk to us about that. Uh, yeah, I like this. It's um, called Strawberry Sky and it is a fruit forward Kolsch style ale with a delicate finish. Um, it is 4.8% 4. 4. ABV. Um, and it, it's pretty good. And you know how I feel about any fruit beer at all. If it just, just punch you in the face that that sweet fake flavor, I'm not going to drink it. Um, this one is like a strawberry field. It is delicious. It doesn't have that artificial flavor to it, which is nice. I I think we've gotten pretty lucky with a lot of our fruit beers recently, locally, at least, um, you know, they do the, it's a real subtle flavor. This one, and I've talked about this before. It reminds me of this strawberry field we used to go to, to pick fresh strawberries right at the height of the season every year with my mom. Um, and it just, it's, it's pretty good. The Kolsch part of it is very clean and, and crisp and yeah, I like this one. Awesome. Fair enough. So Breckenridge Brewery, and these are actually just out of their sampler pack. So, and I do love the fact that Breckenridge Brewery, I'm pretty sure was the first one, it was either Breckenridge or it was Oscar Blues that came out with the 15 pack versus the 12 pack. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> Cause it's right. the same price as the 12 pack of craft beer, but you get three extra beers in it. And, uh, so I, I just gotta love it. Well, so. and this, this 15, 15 pack that we got has the vanilla porter, the mountain beach, the juice drop, which is the IPA, um, the Avalanche Amber Ale, and then the Strawberry Sky. So you're not going to pick up a beer. You may not like one of them, but you're bound to like at least one of the five. Absolutely. So again, Beer of the Week, Breckenridge Brewery. So, All right. Well, again, Wendy, thank you for being on the podcast. It was great to hear a little bit more about Stillwater Ranch and definitely get the name out there just a little bit more. And uh, again, stillwaterranch.org, if uh, – if you feel the need, not for speed, but to donate. <laughs> yeah, or for cigars and s'mores, man. Let's <laughs> yeah. get it. So speaking you know? of which, um, I, before we sign off, Cigars and S'mores, the December one is coming up next Saturday, yes, correct? Yes. At 530. Yes. And then what is the address? It's 8511 Coyote Run in Loveland. Perfect. If you're a vet and you need some camaraderie and you just want to get out there and sit around the campfire, make some s'mores, smoke a cigar, definitely be out there. Yeah, and like everything, it's free. No no commitments or anything. Just come on out. Whether awesome. you smoke or eat cigars, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, come on out anyway, right? There'll be veterans there. That's what? all that matters. And significant others. I don't think they're going to be eating cigars. <laughs> I hope not. So whether you're making cigars or, or you know. <laughs> oh, now he. Whether you're this smoke, guy. smoking, this guy. whether you're smoking s'mores or eating cigars, yeah, it works. It's good. Don't smoke the s'mores. That's not how you're supposed to cook those. Fair enough. So, well, thank you for tuning in. As always, I'm your native Alex Johnson, and I'm your transplant Jen Bryant. We'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>